Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the Yav Podcast, where I'm joined by the host of the World City Hoops Podcast, Mr. Bill Gagne. How you doing today, sir? Doing great, Calvin. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know this uh, this free agency, the, the off season is definitely a thing, man. Like it's it's not as busy as it's been other years, but you know, but you know, stuff is coming. <laughs> you know how this works, like 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 there's there's trades and there's 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 uh, there's some shock value coming down the pipeline that we're probably not expecting. That always happens, when we, especially when we don't think something's gonna happen. You know, usually something pops up where we're like, whoa, and I mean, it kind of already happened already with the Przingis trade, right? Well, I, I would say that the big thing this offseason is just how confusing everything was with the new salary cap. Yeah. With what everybody's trying to do. If, if you look at the trade for Beal, I mean, wouldn't you think Bradley Beal would get more than that? But, hey, uh, what do you say? Porzingis moved uh, the John Collins deal the other day. Yeah. It's all so confusing right now, but you're right. There, there has to be more moves coming up. It's interesting though because, like, looking at this, the way the new salary cap because it kicks in next season, right? Yeah, it does. It kicks in next season, and it yeah. it looks like I'm thinking in the next three to five years, it's gonna resemble a lot of what we see in the NFL in terms of parity, in terms of teams. You know how the NFL works. There's always teams that get really good. And then as soon as they start winning or really win, they got like a short window. And then they, they just start cutting salary, cutting salary, cutting salary. And I think the NBA yeah. is not is going to start moving more into that wavelength where there's because this season was the first real season where it was probably the most parity that you saw in years. Right. Because we truly didn't know who was going to win, even though Denver was the best team, Denver and Milwaukee. But for the most part, nobody had like a, there wasn't no surefire number one team that for sure we thought was going to win the finals. You know what I mean? We just no, we had a list of teams, and I think I think the league in the next few years is is really going to be like that. I think we really, if you look at the coverage throughout the year, the basic stuff around Denver wasn't no. They may have had the best record in the West, but nobody was saying, "Hey, these guys are going to be the champs." Uh, and you're right in that parity is going to win out because what we're seeing is the end of like the three-star system where you can get three max guys and go for it, mm-hmm. right? That that hasn't worked because you can't have depth and you're on the right track. I'm, and I'm in agreement with you that it, it will be much more like the NFL in terms of parity. And, and on top of that too, like, and that's why I don't, I don't, I did not understand what Phoenix did with the Bradley Beal thing, because like you gave up literally all of your assets and all of your depth. And and looking at this team here, you're basically signing a bunch of like veteran, like vet minimum guys and like G League guys and waiver wire guys to stay under this cap. As, as long as you have either those four guys, you know, Aiton, KD, Beal, and and Booker, you can't sign anybody else. Like even a mid level exception is going to put you over the cap. And this cap is so hard. It's like, it's like they're not saying it's a hard cap, but it's basically a hard cap. Like at this yeah. stage, like you don't you don't know where that's gonna go now. So like for them to to mortgage the whole future of the team, that it's not again, it's not a guarantee that they're gonna win even with this squad. Oh, I I don't even think they're one of the maybe top three teams in the West. 
And you're absolutely right. Like, what are you going to do for depth? The minute I saw the deal, I saw I thought DeAndre and one can't be happy, and two he's got to be on the trading block because they have 162 million in front of them between Beal, KD, Booker, and Aiden. Right. So, like I said earlier, something's got to be on the horizon. That can't be the only deal Phoenix is going to make, right? I would have to assume that they're going to move Aiton, but I mean, at this stage where the league is starting to go, especially if it follows in the format of being a copycat league where, you know, you have a big man and I mean, nobody has anybody to really match up with Joker unless you have, unless you're Philly, right? But I mean, you're going to, your teams are going to start to get a little bigger. You you remove Aiton as, as, as wishy-washy as he is. He's still a big body. Like you remove him, and what do you, what do you replace him with? You know what yeah. I mean. Like like if you're gonna do that, you have to get some sort of a big back and some more depth. Like you gotta have somebody that can at least maybe two guys that can at least give twelve fouls to to Joker if you meet him in the playoffs again. Yeah. And and I mean even with him, he was struggling too because <laughs> he became one of those guys that was offering six fouls after a while on, on Joker because he he wasn't providing too much resistance. Well, like, like you said, in, unless you're in B, that matchup is one you're going to lose. Right. Right. But, I mean, like, just a reflection of Denver, like, that that's a big team. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at their, their starting lineup at the very least, it's a big squad. You know, so I, I thought that's something like with Phoenix. I, I don't understand what, what they did. Like, I didn't, I didn't really like the trade. I didn't like the trade. And, and, and then the fact that Isaiah Thomas is, you know, quote-unquote involved, <laughs> like – <laughs> like you saw that, you're just like, man, he got his hooks in again, man, and it's like, and he's doing the same thing he did 20 years ago, and it didn't work. It's not gonna work now. No, no, it's not gonna work. And I, I mean, if you look at the other side of the deal for Washington, you're gonna say, hey, they got off of of Beal's money, you know, 200 million dollars for a guy who best year he made third All NBA once, right? So. For Phoenix, I don't like the deal. For Washington, I do. And as we lead into the week of free agency, it just becomes another move in the confusing landscape of what is going to happen under this new salary cap. No, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, obviously we're, we're less than 48 hours away from, from free agency. And, you know, the, the, and the way that the league moves, the speed of how free agency goes, it threatens this podcast as we speak. Because <laughs> it, I'll tell you a quick story. In, in 2017, I did a two-hour episode. It was probably one of the better, probably one of the best episodes at the time that when I was just starting. So this is about yeah six years ago. It was probably one of the best pods I, I we we recorded. Bill, I had Will Strickland on the podcast. He's the director of um, of um, the Full Court 21, and we went over the whole list of free agency and all these moves, and everything was great. And within 48 hours. The Chris Paul with the Houston move went that went through. Um, Paul George getting traded to OKC. There was about three or four moves within right after I recorded that podcast. I couldn't even put it out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically on the cutting room floor. So, and so ever since then, I'm always like a little apprehensive of doing these free agency prediction pods because I'm always like, you, you do it and you just pray to the gods that nothing happens big in that time frame because it just blows up your podcast. Even the last <laughs> one I did, I mean... You know, we're talking about, 
you know, where who Phoenix is going to get and all these people. And then by the time I was about to put it out, boom, here goes the the, the bill trade. Right. So yeah, it's just the, the nature of the business, how it works. But it's just it's just funny because it, it just how it just tells you how fast everything moves. Well, you know what it does is it serves either to reinforce how smart you are, or it just keeps you humble in that you're not you're not going to get too crazy in what you think is going to happen. No, ex- exactly. You, you just mark it as wild prediction and just hope it comes out in time. That's, that's all you can basically do. But you know, totally. I, I want to get into the uh, the free agents that that may help to to change the landscape. Not necessarily the best ones or the or the top free agents, but just the ones that may impact some of these teams, may impact some of the contenders. Um, so I, I got a list of five. Like I said, we can we can work off my list. You can add a couple more if you like. Um, but I, 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 I'm basically calling it like, is he going to stay or is he going to go? Like stay or leave. That's, you know, so that, that's, that's where they may go. So um, in terms of the prediction, so we can get right into it. Let's, let's start with Austin Reeves. So, you know, being that you're the guest, do you think he stays or do you think he goes from the Lakers and why? I think the Lakers will match any offer. I mean, if you saw the playoffs and you've seen his growth over the last two years, mm-hmm. you would be dumbfounded to think, why would I let this guy get away? He's definitely not at the top of his improvement arc. Right. He's he's shown on the biggest stage in the playoffs that he's worth the investment. And if you're going to dip into the luxury tax or whatever you need to do, He's a player that you can get better internally with, and that's what you need. There are a lot of teams where you can get better without trading anybody. And if you can get better from a guy who's already on your roster, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, t- we're going to talk about continuity being a factor in Denver. Well, this is continuity at work. So I, I don't think they let him get away. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, a great job for whoever gets him because I think he can. He's a plug and play kind of guy. Yeah, uh, but no, I don't think he's going to get away from the Lakers. What do you think? Um, I say that there's a possibility that he can leave. Uh, well, we all know there's everything's a possibility, but I think I lean towards him leaving just because there's again how we started off the podcast with the cap space. I don't think the Lakers have a ton of cap space, and he's a restricted free agent, so they would have to match. So I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it. But it depends on how high teams can go, and it, to me, you know, you look at the landscape. Where can he go? You know, like like who would who would be a place where you can pay him and use his talent? And I think San Antonio would be a pretty good spot because they got so much cap space. They got the number one pick in Wemby, obviously. He's the prize possession, the the, the jewel of the draft, and the prize possession to, to set the franchise forward for the next. 10, 15 years at least, you know, God willing, as long as he doesn't get injured. But you know that even in, even in this year, you know it's not just him alone that's coming there, you know. And they have the cap space to pay him. There's no state tax, you know. And he can provide some of the same numbers that he provided it, it, with the Lakers, you know. And he's going to be coached really well. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if the Lakers are still in a position where they, they kind of overturn and flip the roster to satisfy LeBron, then if I'm Austin Reeves, you know, you got to do what's best for you. And, and, yeah. and also at the same time, Bill, I think you should stay with the Lakers because <laughs> just because, you know what, to your point, like he proved that you can be, he can be the third best player on a high market team 
and be successful. <laughs> like he averaged 17 and five right after the All Star break, and there was many games where. Yeah, you knew he wasn't their best player, but you know, for a five, six, seven minute stretch, as some important moments of these playoff games, he was their best player, which is kind of crazy. Like, I, I actually liked how the Lakers play. I'm usually critical of LA and all that, but I liked how they 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 played this whole playoffs. It was like every they, they it was kind of like everybody was on a cog in the wheel, even LeBron, and I think that was their greatest success. And you saw a lot of games where he changed the game. You know, he he, uh, yeah. he changed the game, and and the way he was used, like I, I felt like he gave LeBron and, and AD more energy to sustain later in the playoffs. Like I think I think if you look at some of the games in the Memphis series, they were running plays for him down the stretch of games with right. AD and LeBron on the floor, and AD and LeBron were like, "Yeah, run this." Right, and to, to me, and he stepped up and delivered. To me, that was the indication that. This, not that you didn't see the the indications before, but that he wasn't a flash in the pan. This is not a guy who's uh, just good in certain spaces or against certain team. He's he could play, and that that point, I said, uh, you know, he just he just went from a fifty five million dollar player to an eighty million dollar player. Yeah, man, it's it's you know every every team or every player sometimes when they're going into free agency you're like man that's a contract year like you know like you look at, you look at him playing you're like what year is what, when is this contract up oh it's this summer like oh, okay this makes sense but this didn't yeah. feel like that to me and especially especially cuz he's in year 2 i think that's too early to be like you don't have a handle on the league yet to make that kind of contract run you know what i mean like you're yeah. you're, you're only in your second year you don't have that you don't have that wherewithal to do that as yet you know, but yeah. but even if even if he even if it was in his third fourth year, it didn't feel like a contract year, and it felt like I found my footing in the league, and I'm gonna do more than what everybody expected, and yeah. guess what? Like I'm solidifying my spot here. Like I don't think he should leave because even with what he loses in taxes, like say he was to go to San Antonio, like what he would lose in taxes being in California, is which is like the most or one of the most heavily taxed states in the in America. Like he's gonna make up for that in in endorsements and just being on on the Lakers, which is yeah. like the highest profile team. Like he already has his own um, his own sneakers, a seven figure deal he already signed with uh, Rigorer. Um, like his really? own shoes, he's got more endorsements. If he goes to the Lakers, he's gonna have more endorsements coming along. Because even if yeah. he just stays and plays this way, he's gonna have more endorsements coming along the way, as opposed oh, to sure. being like uh, somewhere else. So I I think like if it's in his best interest, even if he doesn't sign as big a contract. Like he's gonna make it back up on the back end, just being where he's at and just playing the yeah. way he's playing. Four years at eighty million for a guy like you said who averaged seventeen and five for a stretch of the second half of the season. The way he plays, the way he fits, worth it. Yeah, I I think I think so too. Like the Lakers would be crazy, and and to me, I think one of the biggest things, like I know obviously during this LeBron era, they they won a chip. But I think the biggest thing that I don't like about the LeBron era, and since he's been doing the super team stuff, is just the way they, especially when he's in Cleveland more, so not not so much Miami, but, like, the way they keep flipping the roster over, like, all the time, like, the high turnover of, like, of the roster every year. They don't, like, they got to get the third superstar. They got to get this guy. They got to flip over this roster again. The way they, 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 they did it this time, but to me, I'm like, this should be the last time because you, you have guys in place now where, like, Hachimura, you know, he's a restricted free agent. I think you got to try to get him back. 
You know, you, you got some good young role players that can possibly step up. You know, with the exception of like D'Angelo Russell, who you may or may not keep, like you got some guys in place where it's like, and even D'Angelo Russell, I don't know what they can sign him to, but like the Lakers are in place to like to be strong for a little while, especially because the, the role players are pretty young. I totally agree. And, and the D'Angelo Russell piece, I'm okay with it, but it depends on what number you bring him back at and how many right. years. All right, do you want me to go next or do you want to go next? So do you, you have a player in mind, Bill? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how could you not with everything that's going on right here? And you went with, we both talked about just a player who was most likely, we both thought, should stay with his or is most likely to stay with his current team. I'm going to go in another direction and somebody we think may leave, or I don't know if you do, is Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> that was my next guy on my list, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your right, so, yeah, sorry? Go ahead. I I think he's gone. I don't know where, I know. Uh, but I I think he's moving. You know, they're Houston's the the big money team that everybody throws around. But I'm I'm looking at Fred like he's a winner. He's going to go there and play with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and and Jabari, who who haven't won any games. I, I don't see that happening. I. What I do see is a sneaky place is Orlando, which was probably talked about with him earlier in the in the uh, in the season. I think that would be a really good fit because they don't have a lot of good guard play. They got those two great forwards, so I see that happening. But you know, who knows? Maybe he gets the bag from Toronto and stays. But they've got a ton of guys who are either on their last year or have an option to turn down and. They are to me the team that could be big time sellers, if not at the the free agent deadline, then at the trade deadline this year. Yeah, it's it's tough because obviously the Raptors can offer a, a huge amount of money, and he can stay, and he loves Toronto. And if he's still looking to contend, you know, for for the playoffs and more, there isn't a ton of places he can go, right? Like Phoenix. Could have been a place, but they got four major free agents. There's no money there for them. Um, the Clippers would have been a good spot for him too, but they're $35 million over the cap as we speak. And anyway, if you look around the landscape, especially of like not just championship contenders, but just playoff contenders and play-in teams or potential play-in teams at least, most guys have their – most teams have their, their point guard in place. You know, whether, yeah. whether it's whether it's a, a veteran, whether it's an all-star, a superstar, or just even like or, or a young guy that they want to make sure the team is is under his responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the place to kind of watch out for, too, is Philly, if he decides to follow Nick Nurse, and that's if they don't resign Harden, of course. But mm-hmm. by them doing that, it makes them smaller, too, right? So it, it, that's the tough part, because you already have Maxi in the backcourt. So... It, it it makes yeah. it it makes it interesting. Um, it's it's Orlando's a pretty good one too. I know that people have been talking about that this year. Although they, I mean, their guard play wasn't the greatest. I really liked how Markel Fultz played this year, though. Like I thought, I thought him. Yeah. Like I mean, he was starting after a while, and, and honestly, he seemed like he's pretty much all the way back to what he was supposed to be. Like he was really good for them last year. Like in terms yeah, of Cole Anthony and Suggs and those guys, they're probably going to look to move those guys at some point. Because now they drafted Anthony Black too, but I, like, <laughs> I, I think that's going to be the interesting part of of what happens there. Because like 
they're an up and coming team, as you can see, obviously. Well, I think he, he, Fultz is a relatively versatile enough that he could slide over to the two, and you're going to play two ball handlers, anyways, a lot of the time. And I and Fred delivers what they don't have, which is shooting at that position. He's also 29. Yeah, he's and a small guard at that. So if, if he's if he's thinking about the math, like he's got to get the bag now. Yeah, because he's already breaking down a little bit. You're starting to see it, like all those oh, <laughs> the legs are starting to. I want to. I don't want to say they're starting to go fully, but that you know, the, him careening into the paint all the time, like it's 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 starting to take its wear and tear a little bit. So I, I think the the last two years he hasn't been the same player up until probably the last two months of the season this year. Right. Where I was like, oh, there's, you know, you see him getting into guys defensively, hustling a little bit more. Before you could see, like, he was too stiff. There was something not right with him, right. you know? Right. Um, and, and you know what? And, and to, go, to go back to Houston point, like, they got so much guards, though, already. You know what I mean? Like, they just drafted Amen or Amin Thompson, who's also like a guard himself, like a, like a point guard that they're probably going to run the offense through more than Jalen Green. To bring Van Vliet into that too, like how many guards do you, do you want? You know, <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense either. Like for them to do that, at least, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and at twenty nine years old, he doesn't necessarily fit their timeline. No, not at all, not at all. Um, you know what? For those reasons, therefore, I see him staying in Toronto. But I would like to see them rebuild. I like to see them rebuild and start moving guys as opposed to trying to keep this core. We, you know, we're going to keep harkening back to the beginning of the conversation, but with the way the cap is right now, like you're going to, if you're going to commit all this money to this core, like where does that leave your team? And I'd be okay with like, if, if you're going to do that, if we're getting Kawhi back, but if we're not going to get Kawhi <laughs> back, then we can't do this. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's not, this is not going to work. Like, you know, you know how this story is going to be told at the end. It's going to end in at best a second round finish. Like this. Are you saying, do you want a player like Kawhi or Kawhi now? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that the team right now as it stands, and this is the part of where it's going to be hard for them because the team as it stands right now is, we've been saying this for the last couple of years, it's built for a superstar to come in like a Kawhi, or, <laughs> you know, or not, not if, it's, if, it's, if it's not specifically Kawhi, somebody like that. But you're not going to be able to afford it now with the way the cap is. And and, and um, Van Vliet, obviously, his contract's coming up. Um, they got to sign portal. Siakam's up for an extension this at the end of the summer. So what are we committing to? Unless, unless, unless Scotty Barnes becomes our Kawhi or, or something like that, then I don't know where, they're gonna, where that's going to come from. The Kawhi one's the scary part because he's already made two All-NBA teams. And his next contract could be an anchor. It could be a Carl Anthony Towns like anvil around your neck. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him too when his contract eventually does come up. Because with the injury history he's been having as as well, like I don't know if he's going to get if if he does get matched, there's going to be a lot of stipulations and 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 precursors in that contract for him to uh for that to for that to equal the max money like there's going to be like a lip like a, a, obviously a game played limit there's going to be a bunch of things that's going to be in there 
his next big contract if he's if he does sign like a four or five year contract again. Like, well, I mean, he's he's twenty nine years old as well. Yeah. Um, I would say it's funny. The the next one I have is I'm kind of cheating here because I have two guys, and it'll make <laughs> it'll make sense in a minute when I say this because I think these two guys can change the whole complexion of the conference and this championship roster, which is the Milwaukee Bucks in terms of Chris Middleton and, and Brooke Lopez. Right. 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 So so what do you think happens with these two guys? Do you think they both stay? Do you think one of them leaves, one of them goes? Do you think both of them leave? What do you think happens here? Because they're both unrestricted free agents. I think uh, Middleton didn't turn down $40 million for no reason. There's no money out there in the market to match that from anybody. So in my mind and what I've listened to along with the other podcasts is that more than likely he's going to take a lower amount of money for longer years to stay with Milwaukee. Yeah. The real creepy or, or scary part is Lopez. There is a market for a guy who can do what he does, even though he's he's on, he's in his late thirties, right? Yeah. You know, are you who's willing to commit twenty million bucks to that guy? If you're the Milwaukee Bucks and he means that much to you, I, I think it's comparable to the Draymond scenario. You're almost forced to give him the money. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. You know, I, and I put both of these guys in the same. I put these both these guys in the same grouping because. I think they're two of the most important free agents in the league just because of it can completely change the Bucks. It can completely change a, a championship contender if if either one of these guys leave. Like if they both leave, the Bucks not only are no longer elite, but now you're risking Giannis leaving. Right? And at the same time, it's hard to commit to long term deals for both of these guys. Well, more so Brooke, because to your point, he's thirty five. And Chris Middleton's been injury. He's been injury prone since they won their chip two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's a tough spot. And then there's also a market for there is a market for for Brooke, especially with, with in the event that now um, the Joker won the chip. Like there's a market for him now because he, he's still a valid. I mean, he was in contention for a defensive player of the year and he's. He can stretch you out to the three-point line and he can still give you a, if you want to ref, like go back into his post game, he can still give you that too. Yep, 100%. So, yeah, so I think his where he goes is going to be interesting if he doesn't stay in Milwaukee. But it will ch- it will change that team. Like, have they consulted with Giannis about any of this? I'm sure they had. Obviously, they would have had to. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, new, new ownership group too, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And they're going to want to keep that in Milwaukee. But And we don't know too much about this new ownership. Are, do they, are they like... Um, um, Matt Ishbia, like in Phoenix, or are they like him where they don't care about the luxury tax and they don't care about the future they care about right now? Or are they penny pinchers and they, they don't want to go near the luxury cap? Like, we don't know. We don't know what kind of kind of owners there are. Yet. And I guess we'll, we'll know in, a, in about a week or two if they if if um, if these guys come back or not. Right. If they're, if they're worried about cap space and not cap space, if they're worried about the luxury tax and paying extra money. I mean, why would you go after the Bucks if you have if Giannis is on there? You gotta like, they just won a chip two years ago. You have to appease to that to that window that Giannis has for you, right? So, and and then you know, like you look at like where they build this arena, 
like it's it's almost like Milwaukee's almost become like a, a happening spot in that area where the arena is. You know what I mean? So you're making money. Like you're gonna yeah. be making money as long as Giannis is there and as long as you're competing for chips. But if that's not happening, then you're kind of losing money. So you, you kind of have to do it, I would think. Right? I would I would think so. But it it just it's interesting because what like what would you sign Chris to in terms of the contract? This is where it gets difficult because there's so many forwards in the mix at around like 25 million, 20 to 25 million. And I think he's a better player than all those guys, but he's not healthy all the time. Like, like you said, the last two years, he hasn't played a lot of games. I'm inclined to be like, Hey, you want, you want three years at 33, you know, on the, and declining, like we'll give you 36, 30 and 24 or whatever it is. I think that would be a reasonable deal. Uh, I, and I would I would pay, you know, three for 100, I would do. Right, but from uh, kind of front-loaded. Yeah, yeah, I'm front-loading that, unless I really want to have the expiring later on. But, yeah, I'm going to front-load that uh, as the new CBA comes in so that I can, I can downplay. But, again, it, I'm not a roster composition genius. Mm-hmm. But, again, I, I'm comfortable three years, 100 million. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, if he leaves, I mean, Sacramento, you know, might be a place if they can move Harrison Barnes. That might not be a bad place to go. They're up and coming. Possibly Dallas if he's fine with playing, you know, behind Luca and and uh, Kyrie because I think Kyrie's going to stay. Um, but but like I said, I, I can see both teams. I'm sorry, not both teams. I can see both players staying. Um, but to your point, under three year deals. I don't, I don't yeah. see them being more than three-year deals, especially with, with Brooke. Like, I see Brooke it being more like a like a team option for year three kind of thing. Yeah, or non-guaranteed for the fourth year or whatever. You, well, Brooke, Brooke will hit that age 38 clause, right, where you can't you can't do bigger deals. Right. Um, That's true. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so you can create – like, CP3's deal was only half guaranteed this year and zero guarantee next year. Right. So – There'll be a lot of creativity like that, um, but yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. As long as it's a reasonable price, even if you overpay a little, you're still in the championship window with the guys you have. Yeah, and, and I, I would go. You got it. You got to do it because I mean, the last two years has been basically injury. Why this team hasn't gone to where they're supposed to go? Right, last year with Middleton, this year Giannis, you know, landing on his back and getting hurt. I mean, I'll respect to Miami, but you know, I, I still believe if he plays that whole series, they're not losing that, right? So, so that that's what I mean. So it's like, how do you just break that up without there's there's still like that what if factor there? You know what I mean? It wasn't like, man, we need to make changes. It's like, no, we're kind of still there. This should have been our run. We should have been playing Denver, which would I, I think the NBA would have hated it because of the markets, but it would have been a great series if, if Milwaukee made yeah. it up to the finals of the Miami. You know what I mean? Um, who, who's your guy? Who's who's your, who's the one that's next up here on the list? Well, well yeah, we've used some some kind of bigger names. I'm gonna go smaller. Okay. And I'm gonna say Max Struess. That's right. He is a free agent. That's right. Yeah. And he has a skill. He can, you know, maybe in the in the towards the tail end of the playoffs, he didn't shoot it well, but. He can make shots. He's big. He's physical. You're going to play four small guys. He can be your fourth guy. Yeah. 
what's what's he gonna make? Twelve million? And Miami can't match that. Yeah, so they're capped out. There's a he, lot there's he, a lot of teams that can pick him up though. That's that's, that's so, the beauty of it. And that's what I like about it. It's sort of like he's he could end up anywhere. He could end up in Sacramento. You know, we just talked about it. He'd he'd make a big difference there. Yeah, but there's just there's so and, and the reason I thought about it is is like there's so many forwards. Jeremy Grant's, you got Kyle Kuzma, you got Garrett Williams, uh, uh, what's Grant his name? Williams, Williams. Grant, Grant Williams. Williams. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, this guy is low maintenance, under the radar, competes, makes shots, and makes your team better. Well, you know, and for that sticker price, he can squeeze into a lot of places. Yeah, very much so. Oh, and, and he's and he's got now that championship level experience. I know they didn't win the series, but mm-hmm. what they went through this this year, like obviously he looks great for a lot of teams in that light, right? So, yeah, yeah that's interesting. That's a, that's a good one. I don't even know where he would go, but it de- it depends on what's he what he wants to do. Because I mean, I, I think even though he's a he's on the younger side, I'm, I have to check his age in a minute. But I mean, twenty seven, twenty seven. Okay, yeah. So he's gonna want to get this bag now too, right? So yeah. do do you go to like a shitty team? Do you go on to like a Detroit and just get as much money as he can? But I I can't see him doing that either. You know what I mean? Or like a Charlotte. You know what I mean? But he's the mid level exception. Like there's good teams that are over the cap that have the mid level exception to spend. Right. He can end up in a good place. You right. know what I mean? Right. So he can he can move the needle even though he's a bit player. And you think about uh, Vincent on their team too. Yeah. Well, he's gonna want to keep a free agent. They're gonna want to keep him too. Yeah. So how much are you really gonna spend? He could really help a team. You saw what he did in Miami. Yeah. So those two guys, Struess was the first name that came to mind. And then as we got talking, Vincent popped in my mind too. But yeah. those guys can, can end up on good teams and make them better. I see Vincent staying. I see Max Struess leaving. But I'm just trying to figure out where he would go. Um, uh, here in Miami, uh, the way Duncan Robinson shot the ball towards the end of the season, and you're paying him $20 million bucks. You're probably going to look at, you know, if you got to pick one, if Duncan Robinson continues to shoot the ball well, you're you're going to keep him, right? Because you can't move him, right? And then you still got Tyler Hero too, right? Who missed the whole playoffs essentially. Who you're thinking? Matt Schuess did a great job. I mean, he had a role on the team anyway, but you're thinking that okay, <laughs> those two guys are, you know, they could they can kind of pick up, pick up. They they can more than pick up that slack that Schuess left, right? So. I mean, it's funny because like Struess on a team like Milwaukee, because I don't know, like like Milwaukee wouldn't be bad. Um, like even it seemed like Boston wouldn't be bad because they're probably not. Well, I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him because I mean, if they can't afford Grant Williams, they're probably not going to be able to afford him. Um, yeah, this, it's it's interesting where that can go. Like he put can, him on the Knicks. Put him on the Knicks. That would be interesting too. That would be interesting too. Even a Memphis too wouldn't be bad either because they they need yeah. some outside shooting because you know for yeah. all the flack that like Dylan Brooks gets I mean to me yeah he didn't have the greatest shooting season but he I mean he's a decent scorer like people make it sound like you know <laughs> they make it sound like this guy can't shoot on the side of a barn and it's like okay like let's let's calm this down a bit 
You know, like yeah. he, he he can do a little more than that, obviously, right? So he, he's another name that you know somebody's going to end up with him, like Max Struess on Dallas. Max Struess on Dallas would be really good too. They need. I mean, yeah. you're, you're thinking with Luca and Kyrie coming back together, like because I'm thinking there's no way Dallas is letting him go, and I and I think out of all the teams that's out in the league, like the only team that's going to offer Kyrie the money that he wants is going to be Dallas. You well, the, I mean? you're looking at two players. Sorry to cut you off. No. With Hart, with Harden and Kyrie, sure. Where else are they going to go? Look at the cap teams. Are those two guys going to San Antonio? Hell no. Right. Like San Antonio is not bringing those guys in. And what? They're going to go to Houston. Houston's the only other team with any cap space to make that deal. Or so Detroit, those two guys, or Detroit, and Detroit's not going to do that either. They already have. Yeah. I mean, they, they got too many guards now as it is. They got so many yeah. guards as it is. Yeah, and neither of those guys fit their timeline. So they kind of they're negotiating against themselves. And if he, if if Dallas and Philly are smart, they'll realize like, hey, dude, like, great, go out and find somebody else who's going to give you that money. Oh, yeah. there's nobody. Well, I guess we should have a real conversation about you taking a pay cut. Right. Like they're talking about James Harden at $47 million. Get out of here. No. Nobody's paying here. him that money. No. Unless you're Houston, and that's just because of you just want like the quote-unquote hometown guy to come back, right? <laughs> just because yeah. of, of everything that he does in Houston. But really and truly, I, I, I never understood the Houston thing either because kind of the same reason. They don't need him. He doesn't fit their timeline. They're like unless he's going there just to try to jack up shots, and it's, just, and it's a, like I said in the last podcast, it's a whole new regime. It's a, it's a, the same <laughs> owner, but it's a different. It's, it's Daryl Morey's not there. You know what I mean? Is 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 um, is um, Ime Udoka is going to be okay with him taking twenty out of twenty four seconds out the shot clock and taking a long distance <laughs> three? Not, you know he's not going to do that either. So that's, that's why I'm like I don't understand this thing of he's going to go back to Houston. I'm like, how's that going to work? Like I don't, I don't, it's I don't. Not, it's not gonna work. No, it's not gonna... I don't understand that either. Yeah, there's a lot of places that um, um, that he can go though. That's it's that's Mastruz can go. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see where he lands. But I mean, you know, one thing in this league right now, teams the teams will always need is shooting, right? So, and and he plays defense. That's that's something like he's honestly he's a perfect Milwaukee player. I just don't know if they can afford him, but he's a perfect he's a perfect Milwaukee player. Like if Milwaukee landed him, you'd be like, "Oh wow, that woof, that would be a monster, monster signing if they can get him." But I don't know if they can afford him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, who's, my, uh, sorry, go ahead. who's next on your Who's next on your list? Um, well, I'll go back to the bigger name, I guess. This, again, it's not one of the top names, but I'm I'm gonna select. Uh, I probably should save him for last, but. Um, I'll save him for last. You know what? I'll save him for last. Maybe you'll pick him on, on your next guy. But, <laughs> but um, let's go with Kyle Kuzma. Oh, you know what? You know the question I was going to ask you about Kyle, that the Kyle Kuzma wasn't going to answer was who's the free agent that scares you the most? Scares me the most. Wow. I don't know if it's Kuzma though, because I think Kuzma's pretty. Like I, I listen. <laughs> his runway, you know, his fit. The, everything he tries to do for the cameras, it drives me crazy with his with his uh, his outfits. Maybe I'm getting old, but I'm sorry. I don't think some of those some of those outfits work, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. But in terms of 
between the lines, like I think he's a solid player. And I think what, yes. he, what he did okay. last year with um, what, he, what he did last year in terms of stepping out his re- stepping up his rebounding, especially stepping up his defense, and and then still keeping him at a twenty point you know twenty point a game pace. Like I think this guy's a, I think he's actually a really good free agent because I don't think he's gonna. Well, be, I don't I don't I, in terms of like you're not gonna be spending thirty million dollars a year to keep you know to, to sign him. I don't think it's because right now he's making thirteen mil. So if he if he gets twenty to twenty five, like I think he's in the market for a few teams, depending on who you are, of course. But go on, like I want to hear your 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 opinion on that. So the, the conversation around Kuzma is, I think, somewhere twenty five million or north of that. What and the reason he scares me is a couple of things. I I am like you. I'm like, hey, he he had a good season, and the way he plays fits a lot of places, but. And that means I disagree with this as well. We just talked about contract years to start the podcast. And right. what is he in? He's in a contract year. Right. And and I'm gonna throw some names at you and I want you to tell me who the best player is and how big the gap is. Okay. So Harrison Barnes, Tobias Harris, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Jeremy Grant, and Cam Johnson. Who do you want out of those five guys and how different, like who's the best and why, you know, like they're all really similar. They're all pretty similar. They're all pretty you know similar. What I mean? But if, if, if I would have to choose, I'm going to choose youth and pick Cam Johnson. If I have to choose youth, okay. like if I'm going to go to youthful route, I, I would, I would pick Cam Johnson just because of his age. And, you know, you have much more years with him than like a Harrison Barnes and, like Jeremy yeah. Grant is right in his prime right now, to be honest. Like that's actually a good signing if somebody can grab him, unless Portland resigns him back, which I think they're going to. Like that's a, that's a decent market too. You're right. That's that's a pretty good market for all those players. Um, okay, I'm going to surprise you right now. Cam Johnson and Kyle Kuzma are the same age. Wow, really? Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, both 27. Cam Johnson's 27 years old. So Wikipedia is telling me, my man. Holy crap! No, you're right. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back. Like those five or six guys that I named, like Tobias. Five years ago, Tobias Harris was Kyle Kuzma, and somebody gave him 40 million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's why it scares me. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's what are you signing him to? If it's twenty to twenty-five mil, I think it's a good deal. If it's north of that, I get that's where you get nervous. I'm the only one of those guys that I am probably giving twenty-five mil or maybe a little bit more is Cam Johnson because of his shooting. Right. Kyle Kuzma, a little bit better defensively, maybe a little bit better on the boards. Uh, doesn't, but. The way Cam Johnson shoots it compared to the rest of those guys, he's he's higher on my list. We agree for sure that he's definitely gone from the Wizards. He's definitely gone. Un- unless hey. not, not a Jordan Poole is there, unless they want to rack up stats and then be the legends of the club seat in Chocolate City. You know, there's that too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but unless he's going to do that, then he's definitely gone. Um, but I, I would think he's gone. But where? So, okay, here's the next question. My, my first thing when uh, Atlanta made cap space was, is this a Kyle Kuzma place? And then 
the Kings made up cap space. And I said, is that a Kyle Kuzma landing spot? And that's when I started going through the loop of, well, is he really that much better than Harrison Barnes? Yeah, Harrison Barnes is older, but is he that much better? Yeah, they're, they're kind of around the same. He's a little better, I would say, at this stage, but it's probably more due to age than anything else. Like, I know I know Barnes isn't 27 years old, <laughs> but... <laughs> But but it's it's interesting. There's two places that I would I would consider, but I don't know if he would do it because it's based on the market. Because you know, once you get a touch of that, it's like a drug. Once you get a touch of that LA lifestyle, you can <laughs> you can see that even in Washington. I mean, Washington's a pretty big market too. But you can see he still wants a little bit of that glitz. So go, going to somewhere like San Antonio, which I think would actually be good for him, and they're gonna get a lot a ton of TV time because of Wemby. But I don't, think, yeah. I, you know. But I don't know if he's gonna live in San Antonio, and the other place that I think would actually be really good for him, but I don't see him going to this city either is OKC. I think OKC would be an interesting spot because if they want to make a jump to contender status, at least playoff contender status, at least, you know, like I think he would be a good a good fit there. But again, is he gonna want to live in OKC nine months out of the year? I don't see that either. You know what I mean? But I think that actually would be a good place for him to go. Yeah, I didn't think of either of those. San Antonio, really. You keep bringing up San Antonio. There's just so many. There's so I, much I think, space, though. That's, that's the reason, you know, right? And then you want to know somebody I, with Wemby. And, I, you know, Grant Williams is a guy that maybe I would like there. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they got so much cap space to play with. They're going to land somebody. Like, they're, somebody's going to go there, whether it's Rees, whether it's Kuzma, whether it's Williams. It could even be Jeremy Grant. Somebody's going there. That's gonna. That's you're gonna be like, whoa. That's where he ended up. But it's it's gonna be there to pair. Not to sit. Not to sit necessarily pair with Wemby for the next ten years. But you. But you could kind of make a bit of a playoff run. They got a young nucleus too. That's not bad. So, but, but like especially with Keon Johnson or Keldon Johnson and those guys and stuff. Like they got some pieces. Yeah. There, but you add a you add a good vet to go with Wemby. Like that could be a playoff team. Like as soon as like this season, right? Or at least, at least, at least you're playing in the play-in game, which for the NBA yeah. that's a win, right? To have one be in that situation, it's a win. So that to me, that's why I'm like, I think because they got so much money, like they're they're a player because of Wemby. Like without Wemby, no, but because Wemby's there and they want to, you know, the league is definitely pushing him to be the new face at some point. Like you gotta, you don't want him to be winning 25, 30 games, and I don't think that's gonna happen anyway. But you you add a vet to that roster. That's definitely moving into the forty win kind of category. Now you're in contention for play ins and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, and that's that's what you want. So that's why I'm like San Antonio is is gonna be it's gonna be a market for San Antonio. And like I said, but for for Kuzma specifically, I think OKC would be the place to go. But I just don't see him making that move because they got cap space too. They yeah, got a cap space. So I I think Atlanta is probably. I don't know. I don't know if he, there's a good or bad fit for him based on the way he played. The thing is with Atlanta that makes it interesting. Well, the reason why I'm not sure about Atlanta is because they want to re-sign DeAndre Hunter. They want to re-sign Sadiq Bay. They got about three or four guys they want to yeah. re-sign too, right? So I think that's kind of the reason why they got rid of Collins and they got this trade exception. But with that said, because of that trade exception, I mean, if you do a sign and trade for that trade exception. Yeah, Kuzma could land there too, and and and, and I think it's glit Atlanta, especially the scene is glitzy enough where he'll enjoy it. So <laughs> it could work. <laughs> it could definitely work. 
um, I got I got a guy for you here. This this is this is the last guy on my list because um, we shared the Van Vliet pick, um, and it's interesting for some reasons, but at the same time, I kind of feel like he's gonna stay here and that's Draymond Green. I don't understand why he would leave. You know, like to me, he's a much more valuable player in Golden State than he is if you were to, if he was to go somewhere else. But I think there's only two places he can go where he can provide that same kind of value and be effective, at least on the floor, which is to me is, is the Lakers, which I don't know if they're going to have the cash space to do that unless he unless he really wants to play with LeBron James that bad where he's going to take a mid-level exception. I don't see that happening for him either. And then the other places is um is the Blazers, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if, unless Jeremy Grant signing there and he and he's going to sign there, and even if you sign those two guys together to play in Portland, I don't see them moving to championship contender status if he goes there. Like, I think that more happens if he stays where he's at. What do you think? Because that to me, I'm like, I don't see him leaving, and it doesn't make sense. Like, I, I don't see it making sense for him to go. Unless he's about the money. You know, and going to like Detroit, which has been rumored, but mainly I think because he's a Michigan guy. Yeah, right. I think the the clearing of Jordan Poole's one his contract and two the fact that his chemistry was just problematic mm-hmm. paved the way for Draymond back to Golden State. Now they're going to be decimated by the luxury tax, uh, oh and the God. only other. The only other team that has the room that could be a thought to play would be Sacramento. Right. But, but I, you know, all the, all the indicators are saying things would have to really go south with Golden State for, for him to leave. So we're all assuming he's going to go back. And one of the reasons maybe there's a lot of talk of, you know, him and LeBron is that they, Rich Paul's his agent. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So he, it's sometimes you you get lost in like how much of this is uh, leveraging in a negotiation tactic and like hey look at me I'm talking to LeBron when really the Lakers have who are they going to trade to get it exactly so and or, or if you're if you're Golden State who are you taking from them to let Draymond go there like seriously right. So this is the, I feel like this is a theme in a lot of these free agent discussions we talked about. I mean, I don't think we could have gone through this podcast without talking about Draymond or mentioning Kyrie and Harden. Like, who else is going to sign them? They almost have to go back to those teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you could escape that. But most people are in agreement that he's going to end up back in Golden State. And, and Jordan Poole really really pushed this happening, right? Because to your point, had he just basically shut the F up and not taken that punch, because <laughs> you hear all the rumors that I know Cameron has, has come out and, and said what he said about um, about what Poole was exactly saying to Draymond at the time, but there are people who were saying that he came back with a whole different attitude after this, um, after, like after, the, after they won, like after that summer. 2022 yeah. he, he came back a lot more cocky and they said it was like it was rubbing some of his teammates the wrong way it wasn't just draymond 
right? So, oh, yeah. and and you, and you saw like that that like the way that Lakers series ended. Like I don't know if you saw that clip where he was walking off the walking uh, during the timeout. And he's walking to the bench, and Draymond went to go give him dap to talk to him, and he completely brushed brushed off Draymond. So when you see things like that on top of him struggling. And then you look at the money that is worth it, and, and like it's a clusterfuck everything because the, the 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 salary cap space is coming into where like now even Golden State is like okay maybe we should shave a little bit of money off of this, you know like oh, that, yeah. that's that's where he becomes expendable. That's where he made himself expendable. They're they're in tough next year because then Clay's up, oh, and he's gosh. forty plus million. Clay's as I love Clay Thompson. He is not a forty-plus million-dollar player anymore. Not right now, no. So, man, that luxury tax, you know, and and Steph is going to be, I think, by the end of his deal, he's going to be like thirty-six or thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-five now. The, the last year of his deal is like sixty-five million dollars. I mean, it's the cost of doing business. Like, <laughs> I get it, you know, because I mean, the new arena that they got, the Chase Center, they got a, you know, they got a championship out of it since yeah. they moved to San Francisco full time. <laughs> All of this is worth it. This whole era is worth yeah. paying the luxury tax. And you didn't, and they didn't know this cap was coming. No, even though it is their fault. <laughs> <laughs> it does what to say. It penalized them the most. Which I think is in some ways is messed up because not just not because of the, the Durant thing, but like outside of the KD thing, pretty much almost every player that they have on that team was homegrown. You know what I mean? So you're, you're basically mm-hmm. punishing a team and that's where OKC is going to be in a bit of a situation. We're going to have to be giving up a lot more of their picks in the next couple of years, too, because like they're basically penalizing you for for homegrowing your talent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like yeah. like Golden State outside of the KD thing, they did everything the right way. Like every guy was somebody they drafted, with the exception of like Wiggins, right? The, the cap like- was the cap was becoming a joke. Like look at look at how many teams have actually have cap space, and how many teams are like ready to be in the repeater tax. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. Um, I have two names I want to throw at you before we go. Uh-huh. One is a guy who last year was maybe one of my favorite free agent signings and it really uh really played out was Bruce Brown. He declined his player option. Yeah. So he's a res- unrestricted free agent right now. Yep. He I would say he played himself past the mid-level exception he did. dollar. <laughs> he did. He definitely did. He's he's a needle mover for me. Like I don't know where he's gonna go, where he fits. There's talk of Dallas. There's talk of all these places. I don't know enough about the machinery of the salary cap, but he's a guy who really can move the needle. Because I, I think the thing with Denver is they can only afford to give him like seven point. I think it's like seven to eight million dollars this year. So he declined. I think it's like yeah. He he. They well, can only give him a small raise. Yeah, for this year, and then and then yeah. after next season, they can give him like a four year deal where he would make like sixty yeah. million dollars. But it's kind of up to him to see what he would want to do. But the fact that like, if I was him though, it it's tough. But if I was him, based on because how old is, is Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown's not that old. He's six. He's twenty six. Like if I'm Bruce Brown, honestly, I would stay. Because think about this, right? Like, for up until this year, he was basically like a utility player. Like, for God's sakes, in Brooklyn, they they were using him as a power forward. They're using him in the dunker spot. Like most teams awesome. use him as this kind of like, 
this kind of utility role player, eighth, ninth guy, this is the first time he's been on the team where they're like, no, we want you to use – we want to use you for your offense. We want to use you for your actual offensive skills on top of everything else that you do. You know, like you're going to run yeah. the offense sometimes. The, the, you know, the offense is going to go through you someplace. This is the first time that you've had that position. So because that's been solidified and Mike Malone was, uh, was, was basically blue-checking you at the parade, uh, <laughs> if I was him, I would stay. <laughs> I, I would stay knowing that you're going to, like, even if next year it doesn't work out quite the way it did, you're still going to get money next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because of his age, like, I would do it. Like, I would stay. Because worst case scenario, even if he leaves, he's going to get paid somewhere else because they know what he did. You know what I mean? And they know at, at least now it's out there that they could use him for more just being, like, this garbage-playing wing player. You know what I mean? Like, they, they know he's going to be – he has more value to it now. So – like now that that's solidified and he's got a ring, like I would, if I was him, I would stay. But we, I, we have to see what teams offer him. But if I was him, I would stay, knowing that you're going to get something the next year. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm just looking up right now what he made last year, like the year before he got to Denver. So he made. Let's look here. Well, I can't tell. I, I can't figure that out. I feel like his salary in Denver was a bump up from what he made for the Nets. Right? Right. So he went from 1.6 million to 4.7 million with the Nets. Yeah. And then up to 6.5. Right? Right. So he still made a bump, but the way he played was just yeah, he's he's a $15 million guy right now. Who's going to give him that? I don't know, but I don't want to say what he should or shouldn't do. I got one more low-key rotation guy name who may not like blow your socks off, but does make your team better, and that's uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who mm, just declined his play. I know, which is interesting too. Which is very interesting. I could see him on a Dallas. I could, I could see him anywhere. Yeah, but I could see him on Dallas. I think. Because of how he plays, he can he can run the offense, he can shoot, he plays defense. Like then, like he's Dallas, Dallas to play the two. Yeah, Dallas needs defenders so badly right now and shooting. So I think he would be perfect there. I don't know what their cap space is either, off the top of my head, but like that would be a great place for him to land if he leaves Golden State, which I think he probably will. Because I guess with him opting out, <laughs> decided to more money is gonna is gonna affect their cap. So, I think Dallas would be a great place for him to land. Me personally, I'm just saying what's going to happen with him. But he, that was just a name that when I saw, oh, he declined it. Mm-hmm. All right, thought that was interesting too. Let's see what happens. You know, like we got a lot of a lot of time between now and and Friday, so we'll see. We'll see where all this goes. Yeah. It, did we miss anybody, Calvin? Um, I think we pretty much got to everybody that we're supposed to get to. Um, because, uh, like, like a Dylan Brooks, I mean, as, as, unless something happens, I think everybody has him earmarked to go to Houston. You know, there's Jordan Clarkson, like guys like that out there. And Karis Levert's another one. Christian Wood's another one. Um, Russell Westbrook is an interesting one, but I think more so for the Clippers, but I don't know what the Clippers situation is. They, I think they can only offer him a, a, like, maybe like the mid-level exception at best. So I don't know how that's going to work. Isn't that what he is now? 
that that is what he is now. But does he think that's what he is? But I think for I, him, that's like to me after what happened last year and how he kind of got his name back being on the Clippers. He's made as much money as he's gonna make at this point. He's not. There's there's no future major bag coming from at this point because everybody kind of knows who he is at at this stage. So if I'm him, I would stay with the Clippers. But I don't know what he's going to expect salary-wise. But if I was him, I would stay with the Clippers. I think the problem he's having is that he still thinks he's Russell Westbrook, which I, I totally get. And at the same time, he knows if he signs like a $3, 4000000 million deal, he's, he's, he's going to be easily uh, be able to be moved. He's underpaid right. with $3 million. My yeah. question there, though, and if we cannot drag this out or drag it out, is where are the Clippers going? And if you're re-signing him, like what, you're pretty much status quo, right? You're not getting better. You're not getting worse because your two main guys Can't only healthy. play 50 games a year. I know that's and that's the problem, right? They, the, as they're constructed, I think they're fine. It's just they can't stay healthy. They can't stay healthy for the sake of their lives. But the way they're constructed, if like if you can throw holy water on, on uh, Kawhi and, and Paul George right now or make them take a sea bath, as we say, in the West Indies, and, and hopefully that cures his health. <laughs> Unless you're going to do that, like, I don't know what else to really do. Because, you know, you keep hearing these things about how they're, 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 you know, they're entertaining the fact of trading Paul George, but I don't know if I would do that if I'm them. I, would, I don't know. It's a tough call because it's, it's, it's due to health. It's all due to health the last few years. They just can't stay healthy. But at the same time, it's like the way they're like the, their status quo, even if they land, they, they keep Westbrook. If they keep Westbrook, like that team could battle anybody as long as they're healthy. But it's, that's just the biggest thing. Can they stay healthy? And those, I'm leaning towards both those. Them. Both those guys have player options next season for $49 million. Oof. Oof. Here's a tough part too, though. Next year they're also getting it; they're they're moving into the new arena. That's the tough part too, and they're in L.A. You can't have like <laughs> um, Zubach as your best player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like going into going into that new building. Like you well, got Terrence. You got Terrence Mann and Bones Highland. Oh yeah, that's true. No, no, they're, they're fine. They're fine then. They're fine. <laughs> but that's the PJ problem, Boston right? needs a little run. Was that? PJ Boston needs a little run. That's true. That's true. That's true. But that's the problem. Yeah. Like you're, you're gonna have you're you're gonna have to keep those guys because of the commitments you've made. Unless you can sign them for like not sign them, but you could trade one of those guys for another star. That's gonna bring those butts in the seats too. But that's the part too, right? Like they're moving into a new arena. You you can't go there with no stars. You're the Clippers now. Now you have your own. This is the first time in the history of the franchise they're gonna have their own legitimate facility, not back in the 80s where they were playing in the, the shitty arena for, for decades until they moved <laughs> into the Staples Center. Like, this is their own state-of-the-art, high-functioning, high-caliber facility and arena. That's all their own. You got to have a star to go there. And, um, I mean, it's uh, yeah, you're attached to Kawhi and Paul George, but I think they're just going to have to do that until they can figure something else out. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's just so many so many questions out there right now, which makes it super fun to, to debate. 
and hope things happen, but more often than not, things don't change. And, and we're going to see, like we said at the beginning, so many decisions made based on salary cap. Yeah. For the next, like, three to five years. But even you're, you're even seeing it now. Like, with some of the moves yeah. that's happening now, it's, it's going to change the, the landscape of the league. Like, you're going to see some moves where you're like, he got traded for, that's all they, like, the John Connors deal, like, that was basically just for spare parts and a trade exception. And it's just Kevin, the, the name of my episode, the title of my episode today was Traded for Who? Traded for What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know? it's already That's happening. Thumbnail. Yeah, it's already <laughs> happening. Porzingis for what? Why? <laughs> huh? I'm, st- I'm still confused by that one. Like, now you have three centers on your team, you know? Minnesota just signed Nas Reed. They're paying $91 million next year to centers. To centers, yeah. <laughs> what? And, and Edwards is coming up for an ex- his extension, which is going to be the rookie uh, max. Well, unless he says, get me out of here. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I don't know if he's going to do and that. And just so. Minnesota trades him for another center. <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> Joel yeah. Embiid, come on down. We, we yeah, want you they, to. They found a DeLorean, so they're uh, they, they're going back to the nineties with their roster. <laughs> <laughs> they got their eyes set on uh, on Denver, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, and and then you know, if you listen to Carl Anthony Towns, of course, you know, like last year's play-in oh game, they had, they had was a, was a much better experience than what Denver's got. So they so they they feel like they're right there. They feel like they're right there with Denver, especially yeah. when they lost to them in five. They're that close. They're that close to them. They're that close to them, Bill. They're right there. Uh, I feel like there's a danger in day drinking. <laughs> that's that's an example of why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> he, he, he also apparently changed the game. Yeah. You saw those headlines. Yeah, he's um, he, the the drug. What do they call it? The the delusional drug is uh, is potent, man. My, Microdose of mushrooms? Is that what you think yeah, he's doing? Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. It's, it's 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 a it's a hell of a cocktail mix, bro. It's a hell of a cocktail yeah. mix, man. But he's he's got a lot of talented guy, but so much delusional factors in, in his head. His head, man. Like, it, it, but it but it does speak to like the confidence of some that a lot of professional athletes have in themselves, right? Which again is understandable for you to be at that level. I like, get it, but like. But you're you're not seeing it in a good way when he's talking about, you know, the 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 playing game versus the Clippers was better than Denver's run. Like really, really, dude. Like, uh, I, we're even talking about Cat too long. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, you're right. <laughs> but Bill, thank you, man, for for hopping back on the on the podcast, man, and um, and yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on as always. Glad to do it. And, and and plug your pod, plug your episode before we go. Uh, the Royal City Hoops podcast on YouTube. I just put one up today, basically talking about who got traded for what as we move into free agency. And I look forward to the complete destruction of any of my predictions <laughs> over the next 48 hours. I'm just praying that this episode survives the next like 36 to 48 hours that's, once it comes out friday morning then i don't care whatever happens after that i don't care because i think free agency starts at 6 p.m on on friday 
as long as as long as I can get to that part, I don't care what happens after that. It's fine. It's fine. It's a prediction pod, but I just I'm just praying that it could survive the 36 hours. That's all. That's all I care about. Yeah, or you see that James Harden got traded for Draymond Green, and then you don't know what happened. <laughs> then I gotta do like <laughs> then I gotta do like what what uh, what you see those gifts. We just throw all your papers in there, and you walk out of the room. <laughs> That's basically what I'll do. But it, but instead of papers, it'll just be computer screens and laptops. Just throwing all yeah. in the air, just walking out of there. Thank you for checking out the latest edition of the Av Podcast. And special shout out goes out to Bill Gagne for coming on and and sharing his thoughts and his opinions and his views on this episode. Uh, you can check out his Rose City Hoops podcast out on YouTube. Go check out his latest episode now. I will be back the week after next. So I won't. there won't be no pods this week. I'm going to take a little mini vacation. Canada Day weekend, 4th of July weekend. I know there's a lot of free agency movements happening. I want to see how it plays out a little bit first. If something really crazy happens, I'll, I'll definitely come on and do a, a pod. Maybe like a little short one until the week after, but uh, but there will be no pod next week. Uh, there'll be one the following week after, and we'll be going through for the rest of the summer. So, um, but please stay tuned for all of that. Thank you for your support as always, and check out my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Twitter, and Alexa, and Stitcher. If you have a Stitcher account until August the 29th, where there will be no more Stitcher, if you believe that, that's kind of crazy. Um, but they're actually folding. <laughs> so um, if you are a, an avid listener of the Av podcast on Stitcher, you got about two more months and then that's it. So you got You may have to take another app or as always, you can go right to my website at SouthSharav.com. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. And you can dive into the catalog as well as any and all latest episodes. And if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you click on all of the five stars. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that doesn't show that love. Please spread that love. Spread it with them five stars. I deserve it. I needs it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. This offseason is about to get into full swing. We will get back into it. Like I said, if something crazy happens, I will be here next week. Um, if nothing too crazy happens, I will be back the following week. Um, and we're going to share all our thoughts on every happening. Uh, please check everything out once we get into it. All right. For Bill Gagne, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Sharaf Radio. All right. Have a great long weekend on both sides of the border. All right. Peace. We out. <laughs>